Alicia. Hey, Court. How are you? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Are you excited for Easter? I am. I love Easter. I can't believe it's already here, though. I know. It's like, crazy. We're only days away from Palm yeah. Sunday. Are you guys doing anything special at the core? I think okay. there will be an Easter egg hunt with the kids. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be prayer stations throughout the week between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. Sweet. That's cool. And then Good Friday is actually a citywide, like, corporate yeah. church event That's with cool. the other denominations and stuff. That's so. awesome. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, we've got some fun stuff happening. We've got a citywide, like, army Friday service. Yep. Saturday, Easter Saturday, Meadowlands, the other, one of the other cores in the city is doing an Easter egg hunt. Cool. And so I'm promoting it to my core as well. So yep. I'm going to go and they can go. And, cool. Um, and then Easter Sunday, we have a sunrise service at the park. Yeah. Followed by an Easter breakfast and then church. But between the Easter breakfast and church, because Easter breakfast starts at 9. Church starts right. at 10.30. Yeah. So the kids are usually done eating by 9.10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I have an Easter escape room. Okay, that that's cool. That's going to um, be exciting. Between breakfast. So that'll that'll take the place of Sunday school that Sweet. day so that everybody can be in church worshiping and celebrating Jesus all together as a family. Oh, that's cool. The whole service. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, and the escape room, it's really cool. It, like, each step tells a different part of the Easter story. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so it's really neat. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited. That's and, exciting. That'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be good. On the topic of Easter. Yes. This week, we are talking about uh, Jesus preparing the disciples and predicting his death. Right. And resurrection, but. Yeah. Um. I think it's hard enough for them to wrap their heads around the death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before it happens, to try to wrap their heads around a resurrection before a death happens is probably yep. even more. Exactly. So if, you, if you remember, last week, uh, we kind of finished talking about the transfiguration. Yeah. Um, and then at the very end of the transfiguration, I'm going to mm-hmm. go back and see if I can find it for one sec. Mark 9, starting at verse 9. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept this word to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Right. They really didn't know. No. What it, like, obviously they would, they would have known, like, what it would mean for somebody to rise from the dead and too like maybe like who's raising you from the dead like you raised yeah. lazarus yeah so like, are you expecting us to do this yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> if we look at um we're gonna start matthew 16 okay. to 23 from then on jesus began to point out to his disciples that it was necessary for him to go to jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders chief priests and scribes be killed and be raised on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Oh no, Lord, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned and told Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me because you are not thinking about God's concerns, 
the human's concern. This is uh, the next page, 17 verses 22 to 23. We've read this once already, but um, mm -hmm. as they were gathering together in Galilee, Jesus told them the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him on the third day, and he will be raised up. And they were deeply distressed. And then in Matthew 20, starting at verse 17, he says, while going up to Jerusalem, Jesus took the 12 disciples aside privately and said to them on the way, see, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief, the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and on the third day he will be raised. If we flip to Mark, mm -hmm. Mark starting at Mark 16, Yep. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, because he's already risen. I was like, wait, isn't Mark the last chapter, or 16, the last chapter of Mark? The lie detector has determined that is a lie. Mark 8. <laughs> Mark 8, which we read from last week with the feeding of the 4,000. Yes. But we're going to start a little bit later. Verses, starting at verse 31. Then he began to teach them that it was necessary for the Son of Man to suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed, and rise after three days. He spoke openly about this. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning around and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking about God's concerns, but humans' concerns. That is almost word for word yeah it's true read in matthew i find it so interesting yeah that he says get behind me satan i know that part is always like stumped me a little bit and yeah. i'm like wait what <laughs> like i think what it, i think what it gets to is his vision is only going yeah where human vision goes yeah but he's he can't been, see the he's whole been with with jesus and he He's been around Jesus so long that he should have greater vision. Um, and so I just always find it interesting. And because it's in more than one gospel, yeah. yes, <laughs> it means we it need is. to pay attention. Yep. Um, maybe we need to think more about God's concerns and human concerns. Yep. Um, I do sometimes go... That's a lot of guts, though, to take Jesus aside yeah. to rebuke him. Trying to rebuke Jesus? Like, no <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No, thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then if we go to verse 30. Yep. It says, they left that place and made their way through Galilee, but he did not want anyone to know it. For he was teaching his disciples and telling them the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after he's killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement, and they were afraid to ask. So still, like, this is after the transfiguration. Yeah. Peter, James, and John have already heard that Jesus was going to be raised from the dead. Yeah. Um, and the other disciples, too, have heard it uh, at different times. Do you think that they were afraid to ask because they didn't want to look dumb? Or because Peter was just rebuked by Jesus. I just wonder if, yeah, they, they felt like they should know, but. Yeah. Huh? 
I mean, I'm just one like that's just a thought I've had now. Is yeah. like, are they afraid to ask because they don't like? I'm like, how many times have we been like people are talking about stuff and they think we should know it? Yeah, and we don't know, so we don't speak up. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, yeah. And then we're like, like later, we're like, I don't know what they were talking about. I have had whole <laughs> conversations with people that I've left and not had a clue what the conversation was about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's possible that's mm-hmm. it or that I, we're afraid of what the answer was which is also possible because i think as humans i know i've done that where i haven't wanted to ask yeah because i don't want to know the answer yeah because i think i know the answer but i don't actually want to know the answer yeah exactly um in verse 32 of, i'm sorry mark 10 verse 32 Mm-hmm. It says they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were astonished, but those who followed him were afraid. Taking the 12 aside. So there's lot. It looks like there's lots of people following him, mm-hmm. not just the disciples. Yeah. Taking the 12 aside again, he began to tell them the things that would happen to him. See, we are going up to Jerusalem son of man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes and they will condemn him to death and they will hand him over to the gentiles and they will mock him spit on him flog him and kill him and he will rise after three days so this is now the third like full-on prediction of his death in mark plus the transfiguration right um and like they still don't fully understand which like i don't blame them no. Like, I don't blame them because it's a big concept to try to wrap your head around. Yeah, it um, is. But I just find it interesting that, like, he's trying his best to drop these hints. Yeah, he's trying to prepare them, right? Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, again, we have a lot more information than they did, right? We have that, that hindsight that the disciples never had. So Jesus is trying to prepare them and they can't quite get their heads sorted. Just like there are times we can't get our heads sorted around what we're studying um, either. But. Exactly. Yeah, so it's just interesting. Like all of the gospels mm-hmm. talk about these predictions. Like it, if we flip to Luke 9. Yep. Um, Luke 9 starting in verse 43. And it says, and they were all astonished at the greatness of God. While everyone was amazed at all the things he was doing, he told his disciples, let these words sink in. The son of man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, but they did not understand. And it was concealed from them so that they could not grasp it. And they were afraid to ask him about it. What does it mean that it was concealed from them? Maybe because it wasn't time for them to fully understand. Yeah. That's the first time we hear those it phrased that, it was, that, way. that was, Yeah. Um, but yet, like, your version say, mine says, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Yours was pay attention? Let the words sink in. Oh, yeah, let the words sink in. But yet, it was actually hidden from them, the understanding of it. Yeah. So that's interesting. I don't think I've ever paid attention to the fact that, you know, the other ones, like... Yeah. And then if we flip a little bit, yeah. we're going to talk more a little more about this stuff. But I just want to do the flip flopping. Yeah. 
uh, verse, uh, chapter 18, verses 31 to 34. Still in he Luke. Took, yeah, still in Luke. Yeah. Then he took the 12 aside and told them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. Everything that is written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked, insulted, spit on after they flog him, and they will kill him, and he'll rise on the third day. And they understood none of these things. The meaning of the saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what he was saying. So again, in this, the same author, Luke, yeah. <clears throat> explaining, and again, explaining to us, the reader, that they, they were hindered from understanding. Yeah. I wanted to see what my notes had said in my Bible. Um, like the study notes, but neither of them really seemed to dig into why the disciples, yeah. like why it was hidden from them. Like, I don't yeah. think I've really, I think I've read that and been like, oh, that's weird. But I don't think I've ever really. Yeah. Like, what is, is it, uh, and maybe, maybe that's where when Jesus says you're thinking of the things of man, not the things of God. Yeah. Maybe that's the hindrance. This could be, yeah. Maybe that is what's keeping them from understanding is that they're only thinking Yeah. Um with through the lens of man. Yeah. Exactly. And not trying to see or think through the lens of what God was saying. Yeah. Lastly, we're gonna flip to John chapter thirteen, verse thirty three. Children, I am with you a little while longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so now I'll tell you where I'm going, you cannot see. No. <laughs> where I am going, you cannot come. <laughs> um, I mean, they might not have been able to, to see. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 14 of John, verse 25, says, I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you. So again... He's just trying to get it through their head, but it's not, his presence with them is not permanent. Yeah. Yeah. And if we flip verse 29 of chapter 14, mm -hmm. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you may believe. And that, that's kind of like the aha moment. Yeah. Like, like of when they, when it does happen, they'll be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you look at all of those, I know it was a lot. Mm -hmm. Each gospel writer brings a slightly different perspective. It's all the same story. And if you know anything about um, like mediating between a f two people who are in an argument, mm -hmm. this person believes this about what's happening. This person believes this about what's happening. Yeah. The truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And so not that they're arguing with each other about facts, but they're each bringing different facts into the prediction of Jesus' death. Yeah. Um, and so if you compile all of those facts together, you you see the story as a bigger picture. It's it's like what we talked about last week with the, the hockey perspective right yeah where each different person watching the game from a different spot in the rink their perspective would all get to the end goal yeah but it's the their perspectives along the way to that goal yeah exactly and i do like sometimes i read these and i'm like okay 
like he's told you four times now yeah that this is what's gonna happen like get it together yeah like you don't you don't pay attention when you're somebody's trying to teach you how to do your taxes yeah until you have to do your taxes exactly right like not that they weren't paying attention but you know they didn't have any of what they were learning into practice yeah it's it's like driving i never learn like i never pay attention where we're going unless i'm actually driving yeah like i don't pay attention on directions until i start to drive yeah exactly um and also the backseat drivers have a different view than the actual driver. So. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> but the disciples, just because they had to be told a few times what was going to happen, yeah, doesn't mean they weren't smart and it doesn't mean they weren't trying to understand. Yeah, It just exactly. means that their perspective is different than ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when these chap when these chapters were being written, yeah, Jesus had already died and come back to life. True. So, like when they were being compiled, yeah. Um, and so the perspective of Jesus' death and resurrection was already there. Yeah. When it was being like endless to paper, which is interesting when you think about that. Yeah. Because then, like, they could have written it almost totally different. Yeah. Not, not that it, not that the facts would be different, but yeah. like, they could but, have written it almost like a biography. Yeah. Instead, they've written the facts as they know them. Exactly. And again, not all of the gospel writers were actually present with the disciples. Mm-hmm. We true. know of. Yeah, I mean, they might have been. They might have been. But, um. I think the general understanding is that for a lot of them, the disciples or other followers of Jesus were there with them while they were writing it to kind of bring in the perspective of the writer. Yeah. It's just, it's all very interesting to me. It is. Um, yeah. I do hope that it, amongst our conversations, yeah, um, as you guys listen, that it kind of intrigues you to go in and do this flip-flopping and this studying and the deeper thoughts Um, and, and to have those conversations with us or somebody else. And just, I mean, a lot of what Courtney and I do is a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and it's been really fun to have these conversations and Mm -hmm. to just dive into the, the gospels and the lead up to the cross um, a little bit deeper going into Easter and Holy Week starts Sunday. I hope that with these conversations, it helps us, uh, including Alicia and myself, yep. to have a different perspective on Holy Week. Yeah. A different perspective on what, maybe what the disciples were feeling like when they got to Jerusalem were they realizing, were they starting to put pieces together? Mm-hmm. Or did they think it was all parable? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know. No. It's interesting to think about that, though, right? Yeah. Like, And it would be a conversation or one of those questions to ask when we get to heaven. Yeah, exactly. 
I want to have a sit down with the disciples. Yeah. Um, especially Peter. Yeah. Just be like, so. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to encourage you guys to try your best to flip through and, and do your own study. And um, yeah. you, you flip through along with us or flip through on your own and just see how God lays the foundation of what's to come. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. It is. Yeah, All I right. love it. So cool. we will see you again next week. Yes, we Thank will. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.